that's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like making sure you trust your team that they're going to get the job done, that they understand it. And if there is something that comes up, it's like, okay, I only have these amount of hours to get to get to the hard zogs, so let me make it count versus mm-hmm. just sending them every single thing. Yeah. So I don't think our team kind of... They didn't reached, need us. They didn't need us at all. Mm-mm. So we were able to run. And if you guys want to know more about that, tap into cleaningbusinessuniversity.com where we could teach you how to start and scale a remote cleaning business without cleaning any houses. And if we got any master classes coming up, you go to Cleaning Business Masterclass and we give you over an hour and a half full of game. And we got tons and tons of episodes about the cleaning business, how we run it, the structure mm-hmm. on our podcast here. After the lodge, we flew to Cape Town, which is a whole different vibe from Johannesburg. We actually had met some people at the lodge that were in Cape Town before and they're like, you're, you're going to really like it, which I did. I th- felt... I did like Cape Town more than Johannesburg, but I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> it just felt different. Now, in Cape Town, I would say we saw a lot more white people than we did in Johannesburg. Yeah. Definitely. And I don't know if they reside more there. I have no idea. I, have, I don't have those stats, but, but we did see more of that there. We did all the things there, Table Mountain, Penguins, Cape, Cape Point. Actually, we didn't do Table Mountain itself because it was too windy, which is the, one of the seven wonders of the world where you go all the way up with a cable car and kind of see. We didn't do it, it was too windy, but we did do a helicopter ride, which showed us the same thing. Equally <laughs> as windy. Equally as windy and kind of showed us the same thing, which was with Alani on the plane as well. She's around for everything, by the way, people. And um, I didn't know there were penguins in Africa. A lot of people say this. So that's what makes it an attraction mm-hmm. because penguins are usually in cold places and it's like 70 degrees and they're on the beach. So that very, was That was very uh, different to see. Yeah, that was an attraction that we went to. And then we did Robin Island. So Robin Island is where Nelson Mandela spent um, 17 years out of his 27 years of being um, imprisoned. So we did that tour there. And that was really good because they had someone that was actually... In prison. Um, in prison with him. What They weren't cellmates, but he was there with him. And he actually lives on the island now, too, and does tours on Robin Island. So highly recommend that. You have to take, like, a 30-minute boat to get there. But that was another very empowering, historic conversation and knowledge that I wouldn't say that I knew details of uh, that shed light on a lot of information. So I think that's a must-do in Cape Town. Yeah, well, I want to spend a couple minutes on that because there was so much information that yeah. I we didn't know. And this is not our time to, Tell you to give you the history <laughs> lesson, but this is our time to give you our perspective of the, the journey while we were there. So Robin Island, it was a place where settlers, where, we, where people colonized Africa and mm-hmm. pretty much imprisoned them on this this island, starting mm-hmm. in, like, the 1500s. It sounds like a history lesson. I'm just 1500s, giving 1500, yeah. It started in the 1500s, but they were, people were literally coming over, and kings and queens, they were, they were banishing them to this island. Once they found out, all right, Africa has so many natural resources, people were colonizing it, people being, you know, people, and they were <laughs> banishing kings and queens to those islands because that's the easiest way to take down an empire. You send their leaders there. So over time, it became an imprisonment of African-Americans going back as far as that. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, Nelson Mandela around that time was a completely different um, environment. But what we learned while we were there was the apartheid. The apartheid was pretty much their version of, of slavery mm-hmm. um, in a way. Um, but the difference was we were brought here to the United States. They were born they were there. born there <laughs> and being enslaved in their own their own countries their own continent. That was mm-hmm. the biggest difference. And when they were like them being South Africans, like no, we not this ain't cool. We ain't doing this no more. That's when the whole political 
the political movement and political arrest thing was was kind of born. So they were banishing people who were kind of any political, the leaders. A lot of political prisoners were sent there, essentially. So anytime mm-hmm. if you had too much to say or if you basically was leading a pack, they're like, no, ma'am. <laughs> and they were sending you off to Robin Island. So they spoke about their experience. I mean, like any jail. I don't hear any jail I don't, say they had a good experience. But like the difference was that these people... So when you go to jail here, you know you're going to jail. When they went to jail, they was like, oh, we're just political protesters. Yeah. They said, this is going to be a quick thing. So Nelson Mandela went to jail not knowing he would be there for, was it 27 years? 27. He was at that location for 17, but total of 27. Yeah. So I, he went to Robin whole... Island for 17 years. He did not know that he was going there for 17 years. Yeah. So these people who went to jail, they was like, we're going to go to jail for the reason and the cause, but we didn't know that we would be there. For decades. Yeah. Because we didn't, these are non-criminal offenses. Mm-hmm. They're not killing people. They're not robbing people. These are just political protests. Mm-hmm. So imagine Black Lives Matter. You're going to jail for 27 years. <laughs> people who were protesting for Black Lives Matter, they didn't think that they were going to, if they knew yeah. they were going to jail, they knew it wasn't going to be for them longer like a than docket, a, a couple, couple mm-hmm. weeks, couple months maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year. But we're talking 27 years. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that was another, he told the story, another way that, that they kind of, like, fought back for what they wanted. They weren't getting the same food as other people, and they didn't, where they were sleeping wasn't good enough, and so they kind of fought back and said, we need more, which is, like, I mean, they I've seen, you know, you've seen that in jails, but good for you for being able to kind of do that and, and coming together and doing all those things. So it was a really good experience. We got a good balance of, um, knowledge and information and history. We ate at lovely restaurants, had a good time. Alani still was able to enjoy her time at seeing different animals and doing different things. Uh, so it was a really good experience. This was our second time in Africa, technically the first time we went to Morocco. Um, and so now we've been to South Africa. Now, does that mean you'll go to Ghana now? For yeah, Afro I would definitely, <laughs> I would, I would say like Africa is one of those places as a, as a black person that you got to visit. I know people say, oh, you got to visit Africa and they, cause they've been there. And I guess I can say that now cause I've been there, but yeah, it was I think good. being in that environment around people who look like you sound like you is just, just enlightening. Um, seeing the, all the, you know, people just coming together and just helping each other out. And even as a African American Sometimes we feel like you you go there and it might you know look down to you because oh you're from America so we think we're better than everyone not just African Americans <laughs> Americans think Americans. we're better than everyone in the world uh, <laughs> which is a good and a bad thing it's okay to be confident it's not a good and bad so you know what it's not okay to be arrogant or cocky how much languages do these people speak everywhere you go everybody speaks multiple languages yeah and they have eleven languages in South Africa and they say most people know nine of them I'm like. Are we doing over here? <laughs> uh, we, were, we were treated as if we were family, as if we were from there, as if we lived there our whole lives. And mm-hmm. people say that all the time that like, you gotta visit Africa to kind of feel to kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. But I know sometimes we even say, Oh, they might treat us differently. They didn't treat us differently from a whole a whole no. long wall. It was like, yo, y'all family, y'all good here. Y'all gotta come back. You know, here's some other places you guys should go, you know, yeah. Ghana, Zimbabwe, where else? Yeah. Kenya. Kenya was, was another big, big one. one. So Zanzibar. those are those are definitely, um, this trip was definitely worth the flight, the effort, the money. And if you could go, I'd highly recommend it. Now I want to know what tribe I'm from. I need to know what tribe I'm from because they can say, yo, you got to figure you that out. say I'm not from a tribe because of my skin. <laughs> Who, you? 
You what did you say? Because I'm like, you. the thing is, I was trying to see who you looked like. Oh, so and you then, saw yourself in other people? I saw myself in other people. I saw yourself. Remember the lady, lady on the stage? I was like, that's your tribe member right there. Because she was lighter. She was lighter. Oh, God. But she had similar features to you. Okay. So definitely got to know our tribe, man. If y'all got Hilarious. any recommendations on how we can find out what tribe we Knowing from. our tribe, and then whenever we travel back, we want to be able to afford a lie flat when we travel back. That's Listen, we go. We, can we talk about levels of money for one second? Because. So we ran into somebody. It wasn't 4,000. Originally, it was like 8,000. We ran into somebody on a flight, right? And we we knew them. They're pretty, they're pretty popular. Mm-hmm. The difference mm-hmm. when it comes to levels of money. It's like four of them. So <laughs> if your entire family can afford lay flat seats, your money is different. Yeah. We're not talking. These kids aren't old. These kids don't even deserve lay flat seats. <laughs> so that means that you come, you have a level of income that your okay. your kids that don't deserve lay flat seats. Why do they deserve it, hater? Because these little kids, don't, <laughs> I needed that lay flat seat. So there are levels, and that's another thing too. Like I want to, I would love to get to the point where you know we're flying and we always got the lay flat seats. And that's not the thing is not buying lay flat seats because you could buy it, but I don't want to have to buy it and think about it. Like yeah, if you're buying your whole family lay like, flat seats, uh, how much is that again? <laughs> yeah, if you buying your whole family lay flat seats and you don't think about it, that's the type of level. That's mm-hmm. the type of uh, of income levels I would love to get. From. Not even just the income, the comfort levels. Because I wouldn't mind flying to Africa if I had 16 hours on a lay flat. Yeah, it's a whole different experience. It's a whole obviously. And we've done lay flats to we went to, to Europe to, to London. That was our first and only time. So but it was only two of us. So when you could do it for a kid that's two years old that don't even deserve the lay flat seat, <laughs> and they don't even know they're gonna be on your lap the whole time, so that seat is going to go Child. to waste. That's a different level of income and and comfort that I would love to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was our trip. I am supposedly supposed to be doing a vlog and putting that up sometime. Now that's just another story. Can y'all hold her accountable? With vloggers. To that? That's just a literally another story with these vloggers, and I understand like some of my girls that I follow. And why they be like, all right, the vlog is finally up a month and a half, two months later after they traveled because maybe putting all that footage together. It's just a lot. Two can weeks you, of footage. Can, I'm y'all, just saying. can y'all keep her accountable to that? Because she's going to say we're still missing a, a vlog to that was Panama that I didn't put up. It was a completed vlog. Is that Panama? It's Panama. We don't even we didn't even have that. That was a year ago. Well, anybody got to know we went in January and September. It could be any, <laughs> any time. You just so don't know. Listen, y'all, we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the More Than a Side Hustle podcast. Yes. Uh, what was I going to say? If you could like, subscribe. <laughs> also, if you could share this episode with one person, that's how we're able to grow. That's how we're able to impact and create a larger um, impact on our communities and our people, man. So appreciate y'all being here. Thank you again. Peace. See you next week.